You're listening to DraftKings Network. Wow, what a show you guys are in for today. <laughs> Bro, this is you 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 know what? I just I'm I'm happy for the listener and the viewer. I'm <laughs> I'm happy and proud of you for hitting play today. Yo, and you know what? I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm happy you did it. You know what? This is it. we're here to just encourage you and make you feel better <laughs> yeah. about the good decisions that you have made with your life hey, by hitting play today. Buddy, you pulled up your phone. <laughs> all right? You so cool you just dropped a new episode, you hit play. And now you're welcome. Huh? <laughs> That's it. That We can end the show here. Because In fact, enjoy. Make sure you hit the download button. Thank you so much for listening to Go Look Subscribe. No. Imagine came all the way, and that's all we did. We're like, all right, let's go grab a bite. That'd be the, the stew. sickest prank. <laughs> <laughs> Just an eight-second podcast appearance. Uh, no. Peace, bro. Uh, absolutely honored to be joined legend by uh, uh, just a legendary American footballer. And not American Rod. footballer. A footballer who plays Football, <laughs> not nice. American who plays football. Can you tell we we detailed the intro before we start? I wrote down my script. I'm nailing it. Yeah, this uh, guy's a fucking legend <laughs> and a co-worker of mine, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Davies. Charles Desmond Davies. Is that, is that the real name? That's his real government. Damn, yeah. we pulled the whole government. Desmond, out. bro. Desmond. <laughs> Was that an uncle? Um, no, I was named after Desmond Tutu. Tutu yeah. yeah, yeah. Get that, yo, me too. My nickname is Tutu. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you throw out Desmond, you know it's real. Yo, Desmond, <laughs> yeah. did you get the full name when you when like you made your family upset when you you were you were probably a rambunctious child? No, I, I was a, a little rambunctious. You still yeah. rambunctious? A little what bit. You talking yeah. about? Uh, I never got the full name. Never Charles Desmond. Nope. Oh. Okay. All right. You got Christian. What's the middle name? I have actually have no middle oh, name. Right. We've, we've talked, we've about, talked this. about this. Yeah. yeah. There's a very. I don't know why. Yeah. As, as a uh, Latino without um, uh, without about six middle names, <laughs> I think I'm a. I, I think I didn't earn it. I think my parents no. didn't believe in me. It's like a Mexican atheist. It exist. <laughs> you know. What I mean? <laughs> my dad what? just had to give me the eyes. Yeah. You yeah, have yeah. to say All my name eyes. just to. <laughs> Um, what, what? I, Daisy Eyes is crazy. If you ever meet my mom, she's going to be sweet to you, but she was terrible. <laughs> it's like that. I've seen that meme that uh, it's like, uh, show them how crazy you really are. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, hello, everyone. Welcome. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. Uh, and as always, it's buddy. that's hey. right. And uh, we, yeah, we are joined by an incredible guest, uh, Charles, uh, Char not Char Charles, Charlie Davies. I, don't Charlie know why. Davies. I'm, I'm, I was going to think about going away from the Charlie at one point. <laughs> Never. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never got too old for oh, let me go with Chaz today. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Never. <laughs> I called him Charlito and I'm like, I invented that Charlito. And then it turns out like everyone who's Latino in your life has called you Charlito. No. Who was the dude who was announced? He used to call dude? me Carlitos or Carlos. Oh, okay. Oh, so I'm yeah. the first one to do Charlie. Yeah, Charlito. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> now you know, dude. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, this is now. I think we should, we should just start shooting morning footy out of here because I mean, Nico, let's just do it, bro. Nico yeah. was here uh, last week. And Susanna's been on the show a million times. Exactly. Um, but I asked Nico this. It was the first question I asked him. Uh, you know, what was that it? mouth do? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For some so, reason, so Charlie, he didn't we, like that question. I don't know. So we posed the question to you. 
<laughs> you know how it's I am not, during the commercial breaks? Yeah. That's this whole show. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Alexa makes it sound like we ask that to every guest. <laughs> like, that's the first question. No, it isn't. It's it tough. Is. What's it, it like? You've been working with Alexis for a couple months now, about about six, seven months. Yeah. I've uh, I've had to uh, endure him <laughs> for uh, nearly a decade, but uh, I've been already seeing some of the moments because a lot of them uh, get a lot of traction online of either things he says to you where you just cannot, you don't know whether to laugh, you oh, don't yeah. know whether to try to keep your job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a, there's a fine line there. <laughs> right, right. The balance, I feel sometimes I'm like, is this PC? Can I laugh at this? Yeah. Right, right. Also, Charlie has like 58 shows on CBS. That's right. So he speaks with a lot of executives. <laughs> and I assume a lot of them were like, that idiot who says that. <laughs> Do you have to laugh at the things he says? Have you have you worked with comedians in any capacity in no, the past? No. This okay. is the first. Yeah. This is I mean, this is what we say. Our our but show. What's the question? What's it like working with me? What yeah, yeah. The I mean, he was he kind of answered it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if you wanted to go into more no, detail. No, I, I mean, for me, it it's I had no idea what to expect because you can work with funny people. I've played with, you know, tons of teammates who are funny, but not comedians. There's, right. a, there's levels to this. So at first I'm like, Look, all right, didn't say that, I'm not going like, to let, yeah, I know <laughs> <football>. yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe not so show. <laughs> you know, there, there's, I was like, when I first met him and we were working together, I wanted to make sure he, it took, it took something special to make me laugh, like to break me. Gotcha. I'm not, I'm not going to just laugh at anything and just, but finally, once he knew like the type of person I was and my humor, he knew how to, how to break me. Gotcha. And it was a rap. Like I today said, you're sit next was to a rap. Today. <laughs> today was one of those moments. <laughs> I broke up to the point where I said, uh, I said something. I don't know if you watch it, you'll see it. I said something and he didn't register it right away. And he, st- he kept talking. And then I saw it hit him where his face changed and he, he started doing the I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear, as he's laughing because his brain is trying to figure out how do I stop laughing? How do, we how get do over I respond this? to what you say? How do I keep saying what I was trying to say? And it was but impossible. But you, you tend to be on the on the you know the end of a lot of his jokes. A lot of his roasting is directed uh, towards you. I think there's a Can l- we we will reveal this? It's because he can take it. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, no, he's like We've talked about this. I'm like, yo, you don't mind if I like go in, right, right, right. And he's always like, no, because I know he'll also give it back. I'm, and that's, I feel like that's life. You have to be able to take, and you can give, right? And you have to be able to understand that it's ne- don't take it personal. Right, what what yeah. does that What does that accomplish if you take things personally? It, it just, for me, that's how you make relationships. Being able to have that back and forth. Um, ban- I mean, but I mean, it's that, good banter. That that. Top Gun jacket, really. <laughs> I mean, it was it was inspiring. I, Alexis had to be forced to stop because he, he would have been he would have made jokes for the whole two hours. Yeah, I, I yeah I got some good good jokes from that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, people people will sometimes feel inspired to add to the jokes in my DMs. Okay, and I'm always like, bro, you don't know try like that. You don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. Well, they say yeah, you roast the ones you love. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. I mean, that's the nature of a lot of like you know. In, in that's why I don't roast Miguel. Get out of here, Appreciate 
Miguel? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Wait, who's Miguel? Miguelito. Miguelito. Oh, oh I, I know Miguelito. I don't know. <laughs> Miguel, I'm like, uh, it's like Charlie and Charles. Did he grow up all of yeah. a sudden? You know him, Miguelito. Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, man, it, it's a, uh, it's, it's been fun to see. As, as, look, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of like uh, watching those, those viral moments of you just trying to control, uh, either hide your laughter because you're not sure whether you should or not. Yeah. And and, and just true. seeing, it, you're almost like you're the person where Alexis can see where the line is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He because Nico's line is way <laughs> way earlier than mine and yours. Yeah. Way, way earlier. Like no, this is crass. You <laughs> yeah. know. And we ain't got that line. No. Suze will laugh at anything, especially if it's dirty. Suze is the one in the audience where you're like, if you're not having a good day, you're like, oh, I'm a focus here. Right, right. <laughs> you laugh a lot, and maybe this will become infectious. Charlie is the typical line where it's like, all right, he doesn't, he won't laugh easy, but he also won't be like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> right. So I know if I get Charlie, I'm like, I'm good. And if I ever do the, yeah, <laughs> then he knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real laugh was been one or two times. I'm like, right. I look over Charlie's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! He's like, I already know him like that. <laughs> All of a sudden, his chair's moving a little bit further from me. Yeah, He's was, sitting next to Nico drinking mate. I'll be like, yeah, I was agreeing with you until that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh So I don't even know where to begin. I mean, let's. Uh, I, I do want to just start real quick with, uh, you know, we've never had an opportunity to just like kind of talk about your uh, your career, uh, and uh, you're just such a, a a legendary figure, not only for the play on the field. But but also, uh, you know, the, the the challenges off the field and and really tragic things and and stuff like that. But you you I, the one I was looking up your uh, Wikipedia and everything, right? Well, it's where I got the Desmond, right? Serious yeah. research. <laughs> but no, I was just looking because uh, I. Oh my I, god, he's almost here. I've hung out with you a couple times. <laughs> yeah. and I know you. But then the one thing I saw was that you were also a wrestler. Yeah. In in high school, and then as soon as I saw that, I'm like. This is because you have a you have wrestler energy yeah. in on on the pitch, and that's the one thing I'm like, why is she, like we've met a lot of footballers. It's Charlie's a little bit like a little bit different. Like he'll be like he'll put his hands on you a little bit yeah, extra, yeah, like yeah. show love, <laughs> show love in a little bit more yeah. of an aggressive a way, lot of lower gravity. <laughs> Lower <laughs> gravity, lower so gravity. I you know I saw you on on kicking it, and you were talking about your your soccer like history and stuff like that but what what's the wrestling part of uh how how's that shaped you as a as a player and as a person it, it was massive for me um freshman year of high school i tried out for basketball varsity basketball my advisor i went to a boarding school so you know you had to play three sports so Jesus. i figured basketball i'm gonna do yeah, basketball in the winter. more than i, I, I have I, <laughs> I played i played uh on my fifth and sixth grade basketball team i played cyo so i was like oh i can play varsity basketball and my advisor was the head basketball coach, and I tried out, and he's like, nah, yeah. JV, you'll get more playing time. And I was like, hell no. Right, right. So my Spanish teacher was like, hey, we have a varsity oh, spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to play? <laughs> Charlito. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know about wrestling, okay? And he was like, this will be best for your soccer career. So he, he's like, come out to the wrestling mat. Uh, I came out, varsity spot, 112, and a classmate of mine was one of the best wrestlers in the country. So he's who I sparred with, I trained with every day. And um, he never lost a match his whole high school career in New England. Wow. Four, four state, four New England championships. And so uh, at the end of my freshman year, I had won New England, the New England championship as a first-year wrestler, and I placed as, a, as an All-American. 
So damn, bro. Damn, bro. It's unnatural. You didn't think to go pro? You could be like the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do, pro yeah. wrestling? So you um, could have been yeah. coming out of a casket, right? I was scaring your enemies. I was, all, I was the Undertaker. I was all in. Desmino. And I loved WWF back in the day. Did you? Yeah, but I, I was all in, and I it gave me a good little mental break from playing the game. Yeah. But it also, in terms of strength and conditioning and just like that mental toughness, like you said, uh, I'm not afraid to mix it up and, and be physical. And as a smaller uh, yeah, striker. But, but sometimes I got to be like, yo, Charlie, we're at brunch. Let go of the waffle station guy. And he's like, I got him. I got but I think that's what separated me from a lot of players is that I had that instinct to be able to you know use my physical ability my low center of gravity yeah the balance how martino talks about this a lot physical. how he, he doesn't want what they do in europe which is like if you're good at soccer then that's it you just go 100 percent into soccer he thinks it's good to play other sports and stuff it like is. that. and you're kind of talking about the same thing you think you really got that much of a benefit from doing things like wrestling and basketball 100 percent. if really? i didn't do if I didn't do wrestling, I would have never been the player I became. Wow. Really? Because, yeah, there, I mean, look, there was a lot of uh, finesse to your game, but then it's like... The, you the, were swaggy. You, you, the swag, the finesse, but then it's like the the demeanor of, like, Rob Gronkowski. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like a bro-y kind of, yeah. like, energy or whatever, but you could see how it could... Like, you're not... You know how, like... Nobody's shouldering you, you off the ball that no, easily. That's no, what... <laughs> no. And, 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 I, and I loved it. I loved that physical contact, and I wanted... And the wrestling psychological part was I wanted you to know that I was going to I was gonna out, I was gonna beat you no matter yeah. what. I was gonna outduel you, I was gonna take your contact and keep going. Like you couldn't stop me. And this is that how psychological parent. <laughs> I'm gonna beat it, you no matter what. It's a little yeah. bit of, of like that mama mentality. Like I'm gonna outwork you and I'm gonna physically try and hurt uh, mentally like yeah. hurt you. But a lot of trash were you a big trash talker? Oh my God! I don't even have to ask that. Yeah, of course it was. I, I, I was I was a trash talker. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but I backed it up. I think when I was younger, it was more okay. Let me just show you what I can do. Let my play speak for itself. But as you get older, I found the joy in trash talking. <laughs> what about like that European game? <laughs> they don't respect Americans. You're mm. early. You're one of the early big names coming out of the American system, going into Europe. What was that early on like? Well, because there is, especially in France, there's that language barrier. Right. And my French They're was- like, man, my nickname Merde, bro. My French was horrible. My French was horrible. So I knew I had to prove a point just with my play and let my play speak for itself because I knew a lot of them were pretty skeptical of signing of an, uh, of an American. And the only way- that I could show them I could play was by doing it in training. And then, so I remember my first practice session. Like, but before that, were you like, did you feel outcast a little bit? Unproven, not, not an outcast, more okay. unproven. Not not in the sense of my ability, but I knew I was unproven to them. Right, right, right. And because I didn't have a big name going to France, none of them knew anything about me. Maybe they watched the Confederations Cup, but they weren't watching me in Sweden. Right. So... Coming in, I, I knew I had to show them right off the bat that I was no joke, that, right. I, that I was going to play. So our first training session, I got the ball 1v1. I was isolated. I was like, okay, now this is my, my moment. I hit him with like one step over, blew past him, and then finished bottom left like a hard shot side netting. And I could see everyone go, 
Oh, all right. Oh, okay. all right. Yeah. But it wasn't until we played Sentien in a friendly, the last friendly before the season started, and uh, Matuidi was on this team. So they had Paye, uh, Matuidi, some some French ballers, young French ballers at the time. But they had this one massive center back, and I'm talking like 210, 220, Senegalese guy, strong. Damn, just real quick, that's my goal weight. <laughs> <laughs> <But> go ahead. <laughs> just chat. <laughs> and my teammate's like, you you got you got to hold up the ball versus him. If you can do it versus him, then then I I think you can have success. But you got to prove it. So I was like, all right. He's like, yeah, I don't think you're gonna be able to to hold hold the ball up against him. I'm like, all right, bet. So they're basically asking you to play back back to back goal, to goal, link up. You got to push with, this dude ju- off Just you. in this instance, with this one center back, show to us what the the top guys on the this on my club team that you can handle a physical presence like this guy. I was like, all right, got you. So there's a 50-50 ball in the air, me and him, and he's got position. I was like, I'm going to make sure I'm going to move him. So I came in full speed, hard as I could, low. Just give, give him a little tickle. And <laughs> I put him off balance. He, he didn't go he flying like most butthole. center backs. Put him off balance. <laughs> he's like, wait. And then like, <laughs> I got technique. I, t- I took it down and, and played it. And How'd was, you get him off the ball? How'd you get I him just came position? in full full steam with my shoulder. And he didn't go flying, but he moved enough to me for me to settle it and play. And he was like, "What?" Like I know I could I could see him kind of do the. What? He was looking around for who. Did and yeah, my yeah. teammate, my team Yo, was like, "Charlie, move out of the way! I'm trying to figure out who pushed me." <laughs> <laughs> my team was like, "All right, yeah, you're good." And, and that and those two moments in particular was where I felt everyone. I won the confidence of the team and that's the crazy. and the coaches. Yeah, I think that that's probably one thing you can't tell watching you on TV is how like. Dense you are. You're not like no. A, he's a solid. <laughs> you're a solid. So you're saying, you're not a big are you saying dude? I'm super thick? No. Three C's, bro. That stanky leg thigh is quite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is a it is a considerately large. Thigh. It's a thick thigh. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. And you don't wear the baggiest of jeans either, yeah. right? <laughs> no, he shows off those Ninja Turtle legs. He his, wants bro. people to see. Yeah. <laughs> no quad spades, bro. Okay, Charlie the Stallion yeah. over here. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about stanky leg. How did yeah. that? Because that is one of the moments, and we talked about this, where I was like, "Oh, I rock with this guy. I fucks with this dude." Because there was there wasn't a real hip hop vibe. You know what I mean? There wasn't yeah. a real street vibe to this team. Clint for sure, but then after that, it was a serious drop off. And then you come out with the stanky leg, and I was like, "Wait, that's my culture." <laughs> I'm seeing that from the men's national team. That actually bonded me with this team a lot more. It made me want, made me a little bit prouder to root for the U.S. men's national team. Where was the moment you decided to drop that? So the guys I looked up to, like Clint Dempsey, Eddie Johnson, they were trying. Eddie was also Eddie, Eddie was yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a little swaggy, yeah. and so Moa Du and myself from the Olympic team on up, we wanted to make people know that this was a sport that was accepting, and we wanted more. Players of color to, to that were you could say black on yeah, the show yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah people but it could be anyone yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, Pe- yeah. but people that were hip hop fans and he always talks about his goal of of like just hip hop and soccer just being one same right it was literally one of the and one so of the pillars of this podcast exactly. whenever there was a, a a hot music video we're like hey let's let's do the Soldier Boy after a yeah. goal <clears throat> we hit we hit the Soldier Boy in, in China. After a goal, we were, we were uh, pulling it out. And so Stanky Leg came, and I just said, this is – we." I even did a pop lock and drop it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so Stanky Leg came out and said, 
this is it. This is the one because you knew before you did it. Yeah, you said this is this it. This is it. This is the, this is the selling. <laughs> I just love the idea of like the stanky leg. Yeah. This is the yeah. one. Because <laughs> we're like, hey, what what could put us on yeah. World Star? Right? Yeah, right, right, right. Like that yeah. was it. So yeah. we were thinking World Star celebration. We've seen some of these crazy videos on uh, World Star. For, Maybe for the youngins, we could get in there. For the youngins who don't know, World Star was so big that. If at any point they were big for showing fight videos as well. Yeah, yeah. If anyone started fighting, people around wouldn't go like, woo! They would all yell, World Star. Yeah. This is everywhere across the world. That's how big World Star was. They also premiered a lot of rap videos. We used to be a proper country. <laughs> we had a culture in this country. Okay. Uh, but every, when you yell World Star, everybody knew something was going We knew what was happening, down. man. You would bring your Motorola StarTac and oh. film. In, you in will the, open your phone. You have any you idea what that's like? Okay. Open it here. Yeah. Okay. And you would you would film it in 140p. And your battery would last for like seven days. It was a wild time. Wild. So, so you decide I'm gonna drop this. Do you remember when you first stanky legged? I want to say it was um, my my first uh, goal in the Gold Cup in 2009. Ooh. It was against uh, Granada in Seattle, okay. and it was actually the fourth goal of the game. Um, so you so maybe I you hit thought the stanky. Maybe I shouldn't. Well, no, I was gonna. No matter what, yeah. was, it could have been the tenth goal. Oh, they were getting stanky. But like, as soon no what. as soon as I hit the stanky, like, and it's four nil, uh, Bob Bradley wasn't too happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, "There's no place for that. We're up four nil. You know, you don't need to celebrate like that." Because the whole te- the the thing I loved about it was the whole team got get got in on it. Yeah. You know, they were like acting like they're DJing or dancing. Yeah. And I loved celebrations because you, I was just inspired from the 94 World Cup when teams would score in celebrations that felt like brought the team together. Yeah. And you felt like they wanted to play for one another. <laughs> so that was it. I'm not going to, I don't think I can play the music, but I just want to make sure, you know. This is DC United, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, is, just, this, this is the DC. But, but, this days. Is just, but this is what you do you run over the corner flag and then. Magic happens every time. You get a little space. The two white people watching are like, what's going on? Are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Well, should, should well we... you got you got uh Andy Nahar and Santino Coranta and, and Santino, you know, he was he came up with Eddie Johnson. So he's from Baltimore. You know, he gets yeah, it. Oh, he gets so he it. was like, Hey, we're gonna give you the space. <laughs> yeah. We, want, we don't want to invade. Way, coming into the scene late here, is this Austin FC's coach? Yes, Josh, Josh Wolf. Wolf. Josh Wolf. <laughs> he assisted to me yeah. right there. Yeah. Amazing. Uh no, man. It's yeah, it's it's weirdly like a um to me it's a watershed moment. Yeah, it's an American it's a, it's an important moment in, in American soccer. I think it's and and then maybe to uh you know, people of color, people who are, are just interested in in hip-hop culture and the you know we we, we always uh, when we started the show that that was ca- sort of a talking point like how suburban this the sport uh tends to feel right if we're going to be completely honest there was a time where people would say even to us separately like independently i'd be like yo i'm a big soccer fan yo that's for white people I, I got the soccer bunny they're like, oh, you a soccer bunny. We're gonna need, wait, wait, we're, gonna, we're gonna need a laugh. We need you a laugh. I never heard this. Yeah. So, uh, grow, uh, growing, growing up in Manchester, New Hampshire, uh-huh. if you played soccer, you were considered a soccer bunny. What like, does a soccer bunny mean? What what's what type of animal is a bunny? A cute, cuddly, but like right. Oh, it was like a like a, you're soft, I, I know you're a bunny. Yeah. From like you, snowboarding, you and skiing, snow bunnies tend right. to be girls that. 
you know, that snowboard or, right. or ski or whatever. So right. I'm going to let y'all tread on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let y'all do your work. I didn't say nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking at yeah. first, but, oh, like, but I was like, what now? I thought, like, Playboy Playmate. Yeah, so you play in I know your quads are thick. How thick are they, bro? Is it just the quads? Is it on there? Yeah. No. Um, so like, that gives now? you a sense of one, it's not the cool sport to play, and then two, you know, in the hoods, no one was playing soccer. Nobody was. Nobody. You had to know, like, your father's like, from wait, Africa. Yeah. And, and you had to be, like, Caribbean or from Africa yes. or somewhere else in order for there to be, like, hey, look, this is the game we want to play. Right. If you were black, you had to be African black. Like, your, your parent... Right. You or your parent had to be from Africa or the Caribbean, yeah. somewhere foreign. Because if you were Black American, it was like, what you get a ball in your hands? You're playing yeah, yeah. basketball. You're playing football. That's it. There's no, there's no other sport. And I didn't have access to any other sports. The reason I fell into to the love of the game was by accident. Brought home the wrong slip. I thought it was a Pop Warner tryout. Oh yeah. And my dad, I had never seen the sport played. My dad was like, "This is what you want to do." And he got super excited. And like like any kid, you want to impress your father, and especially African fathers, it's, they give you that tough love. Yeah. So there was never really hugs and kisses, and you just seem excited. Same You're like, man, dad. I want to. No hugs or kisses. Also <laughs> wasn't there. No, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no so, presents either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the holidays. <laughs> so no, I, meant, I meant presents like being there. Yeah. 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 That, that also. Yeah. yeah. So Whatever I, you say, the answer is no. I wanted to impress him. Yeah. And I wanted the love. So. Can I impress your father? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> just, so that's how. Your dad's mine right now. This is what this whole show Get him about. off FaceTime, Charlie. <laughs> no. Hey. Let me talk to my father. This kid needs to be me away from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Alexis Desmond Correa. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, it's beautiful. I mean, and and uh, like I said, you, I think you were a big part of that massive uh, that of that change. And and you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that players like Weston McKinney are now what's what's the squabble, squabble. the squabble, squabble. Uh, doing that uh, out in Italy uh, right I love now. Love it, love it's, it. It's great. Him, bro. It, him, Tim Weah. I mean, Tim Weah hit that hard. He they, <laughs> That, that's like the evolution, right? And to see that where the team is now, man, all of us old heads are watching, you know, like being like, we're, we're proud, right? We only, we only want the best for them. And a player like Weston McKinney in particular, to see his growth and maturity, because, you know, not too long ago, he was getting, you know, sent home from the U.S. Men's National right, Team, right? right. right? Mm -hmm. We've never talked about that on this show. We would never <laughs> make jokes about and, that situation. But to, to, to see how he responded, right? Because there's two ways you can respond, which is the negative or the positive. Learn and grow from it or stay in your own way. Hey, I am who I am. Deal with it. And whenever I see him play now, you, you, you can see the pride. I'm not taking this for granted. Right. So it worked because sometimes you need that wake-up call. And for him... Fortunately, nothing was harmed, right? There was no harm. The only harm was what he did to himself, putting himself in that position and yeah, breaking yeah. the rules. But, but he gave himself an opportunity to prove himself. Right. And, and he, he did and that with not just country, but club. He reached another level with his club, a club that didn't even want him. I mean, exactly. Imagine being pushed out because that's it, crazy. it is the case. Like they'll say, go look for a new club. You're not in our plans. Right. And you're like, okay, well, does that mean I could go to some random club? But that might not be in my best interest. 
So I'd rather stay here because I'm at one, I'm on a great contract. So I maybe not may not get the same quality somewhere else. But two, no, I believe I can play here. I'm going to fight for it. I'll show you I have that resilience. And by the end of the time, I'm going to impress you. You're going to see. And that's the way, that's the, the, the route he took. So how can you not respect him right. for, for taking the, the, the hard road? With the easy, everyone can take the easy way, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not fitting in. Made a whole career out of it, bro. <laughs> I'll, go, yeah. I'll go take a big easy. paycheck, play yep. in, a, in a lower competition. No, I'm going to fight, stay, and earn my place. And, and that's what he's done. Yeah, there's something, uh, as far as with Weston, there's a, um, a, a, a casual, quiet confidence where even the, the you know, when he got uh, suspended from the U.S. men's national team briefly, it's never really been brought up again. Like, he's, no. he, he's handled he's it. He's proven that it was a blip. Yeah. Like, I'm good now. And, and I'm the guy you want. At least that's how and, it And it's across. also uh, somebody that the, even the other players have a lot of respect for, not only his game, but his character. Yes. I, I, I think about, even as a comedian, seeing the, the press conferences, the one that he did with Ricardo Pepe, where he's like, yo, I didn't know you spoke Spanish like that. Yeah. And he's like making the whole room laugh. Well, like, and yo, they're calling you a bench warmer. <laughs> that was hilarious. But that's great. I mean, just, that just shows that there's a lot of trust in, uh, in that team and, and, and with, you know, between each other. It, it, those are the type of players you need in the locker room, and sometimes you don't necessarily get those players to also be the impact players. Yeah. So he's both of them. When you talk about the life of that locker room, so he's not room, just a personality hire. He's he's, he's the real deal. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. Well, the thing is, you need those players in the locker room because they make sure everyone knows it's not that serious. Right. Like, hey, let me remind you, Lighten we're getting a paid bit. a yeah. lot of money. That this is a sport. This isn't life or death. Like enjoy it, take it for granted, but enjoy yourselves. Yeah, and and I love that about him because that's I see myself doing the same thing when I was his age. When we were in England, we had a conversation with Henri, and he kind of dropped that. Oh yeah, some players have reached out. Sometimes players that are, you know, are at a rough patch in their early career will reach out, and I'll give them advice. Mm-hmm. Does that happen with you? Do players for the men's national team now kind of reach out to you sometimes? Or connect with you, whether it's they're going through a rough patch or they just want some advice from someone who'd been there before? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing that um, is like one of my my goals is to look at the, the current players, the players of the future and say, what can I share with them that could help them grow or prevent them from making the wrong choice mm. or prevent them from making uh, uh, the wrong choice with their clubs, right? So I have those interactions with them quite often of just saying, hey, you know, you're doing a good job. Keep that up. Loved how you fought through it. Hey, I've been injured before. You'll see, you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Stay positive. If you need someone to talk to, I'm always here. Like just offering insight or just saying, hey, I'm here if you ever want to talk. So, wow, that's crazy. you know, when, when I was coming through that. No that, one asked us advice. <laughs> when I was coming through that, well, that wasn't the case for me. Yeah. When I was coming through, I didn't, well, didn't have, have someone to, to, hey, what, what do I do in this situation? You didn't have that. So I think our generation has done a pretty good job of that because Moadu is the same way. Um, you know, Josie's the same way. Uh, you know, Stu Holden, same way. We'll be the first to say, hey, you need someone to talk to or you need some insight, some help, give me a call. Yeah, that's crazy. How about uh, the one? I'm curious about Eddie Johnson because uh, we've met Eddie uh, once in Orlando. At we would All-Star. love to have him on the show. We'd love to have him on the show, but uh, his. You know, he's somebody who is um, seems to have a real strong vision for what he wants, like American soccer, how he wants American soccer yeah. players to develop. He, he his his long Instagram posts of like long. Yeah. he get emo, huh? <laughs> yeah. He gets a little emo. Always been. Mm-hmm. He's 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 emotional. He's sensitive. 
you know, if someone says something to him, he claps back. He's not afraid to clap back either. We need him on the show. But um, <laughs> Eddie was always like a big brother to me because he was – my dream was always to play with him in that part, striker partnership because I felt we complemented each other extremely well. Uh, so when I look at what Eddie's doing now, he's been to Europe, so he's seen it. And he knows that it's really about the coaching – the mentality of the coaching mm-hmm. that will help this country grow. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go to the grassroots and and build some some ballers that eventually make it because I feel that I can develop the top talent in this country yeah. with with the right training methods, the right habits, and um, from what I've seen, he's doing he's it. doing it. Dude, he's there's doing like it. there's like seven year olds that have, I mean, are are better technically on the ball than than kids twice. Three times that Ray, age. that Ray Long kid. He, he, yeah, he yeah, yeah. Oh my oh. God, he posts this kid. I'm like, where do you find this Brazilian kid? I said, Eddie, what, what are you doing with this yeah. kid? Gee, what vitamins you feeding this young man? <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Let's. Uh, we got to move on and just talk uh, some uh, obviously current news because uh, the NWSL final. You guys, you guys did this on Morning Footy. You were having a bunch of interviews and, and doing a lot of coverage. Uh, but I was there. I was on the ground. Lucky you. Yeah, All right. Man. Okay. Doing, uh, you know, I had my Cooligans press vest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but your bib? <laughs> you had your bib on, bro? Um, but no, I was there. People asked where I was, by the way. I was helping a friend propose to his fiance or a girlfriend. She said yes. Okay, good. It worked. Uh, the ring was too small, so she put it on her pinky. She wore it on her pinky. I can tell you I've never heard of a story like that. In my life. Really? Where the ring is too small that they got to put it on their pinky. Hey, yo, she doesn't wear jewelry. Okay. He had no way of finding out other yeah. than asking her mother who couldn't keep a secret. When I proposed, <laughs> my, the ring was too big. Mm. I was like doing everything possible. I was to try to get the ring size. He was like, asking. will you marry me? <laughs> 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 <I was laughs> what about like while she's sleeping, wrap something around to measure? You think you're getting murdered. <laughs> what kind of shit is this? That's an interesting. No, I did not think that. Like take a string well, I took and other, measure I took the ring other, size. Other jewelry, other rings that she had, um, and and just compared it. I printed out like the the sheet and put the ring on top uh, to see if I could get the, the the right size. And I was like, I'm certain. I'm. T- I didn't. She didn't have a, a a ring for her ring finger, but I'm like, based on the size of her other fingers, <laughs> calculation. I'm got like red doing, string. <laughs> I'm literally doing research, everything, trying to figure it out. You have a picture of her hand against yours. <laughs> And I was wrong in the end. It was just, it was like uh, almost two sizes too big. It was oh, wow. Big. Dude, I was so, I couldn't believe it. It's like the size of a tire. She put it on like this. My head hurts. You think there's no way a woman's hand is this small, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh no, they're very little, oh, tiny, little creatures. My, wife's, little creatures. my <laughs> wife's ring went like, boom, to my one knuckle on my pinky. I'm like, that can't be real. <laughs> and then put it on. She actually, what I proposed, she just took it out and put it on and went like, oh, wow. And I go, babe, you got to say yes. You just stole from me. You just, <laughs> it's just a grand theft ring. Uh, no, but uh, just an awesome experience. I, I mean, I can just talk about. Uh, Are we really just showing a picture of you smiling? Yeah, at the stadium. Jeez. What about one of the teams that won? <laughs> Here's a, Christian was there. Also, two teams played. Who cared? But that, Christian was there. That's the more important thing, obviously. Uh, no, but I got to, you know, c- congratulate Ali uh, on, on the pitch. Uh, and uh, no, but look, this was 
uh, we can just kind of go right through it because I mean, I think that the the drama started when Megan Rapinoe got injured, yeah. and being in the stadium for that, and and I just want to highlight how like significant of a moment this was uh, in the stadium because I think I don't think it really captured it yeah, on I don't television. Think we've talked about this, yeah. It was, uh, it was one of those things where oh, she, you thought it was just like a slip, a slip. That's Not, what it looked like. Didn't look like it didn't look that serious. Um, but then when she obviously wasn't getting up, and after maybe like ten seconds of it, I was like. No, no, there's, there's no way this is real. And then once it, once the physios uh, got on the pitch uh, pretty quickly, it, and you see her not moving, and then when, when you saw her smiling, and we remember from uh, from the Women's World Cup and after the penalty, and Megan Rapino smiling in a situation like that, you Bad know news. it's worse, than, it's worse yeah. than you can even imagine. It's like yeah. a saw movie. <laughs> when she smiles, that means something bad happened. And... Uh, she, I, I saw at the press conference after that. She, uh, they, they, when they brought out the, uh, what the table or the mat, whatever the the, the stretcher, uh, that's when I was just like, no way. But then she got up uh, on her own, and then she said in the press conference, she was like, I wish I would have laid on the stretcher. That was, <laughs> that was a bad move. I was, yeah. I was in real pain. Um, but the, the the thing that wasn't captured on TV was she walked. Um, she didn't go straight to like the where the benches are. She walked around behind the goal. She needed some help, but every corner flag she got to every step along the way uh the the fans just give her a standing ovation as as she's walking by every as. single spot so everybody understood like how difficult and meaningful of a moment yeah, that's got to be tough uh, it, it was uh so yeah it was so difficult uh to see that um but then once she left the once she left the pitch i'm like okay ali krieger let's go you'll win this. Know, we up. <laughs> yeah. go back go <laughs> um and it you was put that on here okay. it doesn't matter no, good. Oh, you can put your phone up here. It doesn't matter. It's a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, you want to show the camera? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if like Thierry Henry's texting you, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he FaceTimes, put it on the show. Um, but no, it was a, uh, a, a. It started with a really difficult moment, but it was kind of an. I would say an inspiring perform performance. That's why I, I like really wanted to be at that game because obviously having these two just um, stars of of U.S. soccer uh, play in their final matches at the same time. It was a, it, it felt like a more meaningful game, not just to um, them as individuals, but like to the, to, to, the, to the sport, sport yeah. to, to women's soccer. And that's what I felt in the stadium. There was a, given that it was in a neutral venue, it felt like, it was like, let's celebrate these two players. And uh, that's, that's, that's the feeling I had watching it was, this is a celebration of just how far the women's game has come. Yeah. And, and while wow, we're getting to support two awesome teams in a final and also watch send off two legends in the game. Exactly. Right. So um, in terms of that probably couldn't be better. I think the, the idea of the, the game was going to be okay. Ali Krieger, Megan Rapino, one of them is going to be a difference maker. When she went down, I think for Gotham, they're like, Oh, we got this. Th like that. That's a but big that can piece also of set pieces. The team when a player goes down. Yeah. Um, I think it galvanized. I think it galvanized. Like, Don't do it for Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I think in terms of galvanizing, well, it, it probably motivated, and inspired a Midge Purse. Yeah. To say, hey, yeah, this let me let me make this match mine. She I was balled I, out, I was on the though. sideline, so I'm like Midge is dribbling right past me and stuff. And we've met Midge a whole bunch of times. I, I've never stood on the pitch like uh, to watch a Gotham game, and then you're just like, yo. 
these are absolute insane ball. Midge is like, un like you could see the other defenders kind of in their eyes, like a little bit nervous. Like, where no, the hell is she going to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys were supposed to stop her first. And then also uh, watching Rose Lavelle up close. Was because that I, turn away how from like quick the triple is she? team? Bro. She did this. It's not technically a Cruyff turn. She did this turn away from a triple team where it was one of those where like it looked like the cartoon where everyone's fighting each other and the other guy comes out of the smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the boat, that's what it looked like. Like she just disappears and there's three defenders standing. There. I was like, oh, you know, no. you know, who she reminds me of if I have to make a player comparison in the men's game. Who? Robin. Riquelme? Robin. Robin. Oh, Robin. Oh, Are yeah. you Robin? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I never, I never heard it pronounced Robin, but is that how he properly? It's probably the right way. <laughs> he right played way. in Europe. No, it's Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you probably uh, played against him. Arjen Rabin. Yes, <laughs> I remember him. Great career. He played with uh, Frank Ribery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ro no, robbery. Uh, <laughs> robbery. that they didn't win Belong. But yeah, like she, the way she just glides. Just she's uh, yeah, effortless. Uh, when you're like, uh, I was like next to the the Gotham bench. I'm like, not only like you know, I hear, you hear the players a lot more clearly, um, but the, the it's really like the eye contact of like when when Roosevelt had the ball, even Ali, Ali a couple times, there was a little bit of like, you know, Ali's a veteran defender, can kind of face up against she's almost anybody, and then when Roosevelt was coming at her. There were like two, three times where Ali was just sent in a completely different yeah. universe. And this is just, you just realize like the, the, the player I often think about is um, uh, Isco. Isco is just a, a guy who I remember watching him at the MLS All-Star game in 2018. Um, and he was just like, it was like, does he have eyes on the back of his head? Like literally there's no MLS player on this all-star team that is getting anywhere near Isco or putting even a body on him uh, to get an opportunity at the ball. And that's that's kind of what it feels like to watch Rose Yeah, what is that about? How do you guys do that? Like, you know when you're playing video games, you're playing like EAFC 24? <laughs> uh, and you know a player's running up behind you, you pass it the right time. Every once in a while I see that pros do that, I'm like, how do you know? How do you know they were there? You know, one player that I was asking that same question on the pitch, and that was Xavi. Really? Yeah. He was 10 steps ahead. I, I literally tried every trick in the book. <laughs> Our heater's even surprised <laughs> well, It's not getting picked up. Yeah. But I, <laughs> he, he, all, he just saw the game, and he, was, he knew what you were going to do before he, I even did. So I saw that you know, there was a couple of balls played to his feet that were hard, where you have to take a touch. There's no way you can't. But he would see me, and I'd try to go fake one side, go the other, and he'd He'd dip his shoulder and then somehow take a touch inside. It was always the perfect touch. And then he'd and then he'd pass it. And then sometimes I'm like, all right, he has to take a touch here. One touch. And he just kept you guessing the whole time. And every move he made was spot on. Didn't make a single mistake. Couldn't take the ball off his off his foot. And that was my sole goal. Just, <laughs> just take the ball off his foot. Ultimately, he didn't have enough time to pick his head up and, and make the game, but he never lost it. Yeah. Really? And I was like, that's the game I, I we win 2-0, but I'm like, can you believe this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Yo. Huh? Yeah. Can I get your shirt? Dude? Yeah. I mean, you I like, wish. We've had this conversation with Jimmy Conrad about like, you know, what what is really the difference in levels from one league to another? Oh. Many years ago someone said it's the first touch. Yeah, the well, Americans don't have the first touch. And it's touch. like the, obviously the the speed of the game, but it's it's the the lack of mistakes. Like players can do the better players can do difficult things faster than 
than a player in, in MLS or in, in a lower league mm -hmm. or, or whatever. And that's it's always interesting to hear from actual uh, 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 professional players of just like you because you're if you already were a professional athlete, you're just literally you're at like the one percent of best soccer players in the uh, world. Yeah. And then to know that there's a level above that, of that that you even you're like wow there's how do I get there's another one percent <laughs> yeah it's like but, when you when you platinum and you see diamond get on the plane first you're like oh, all right. oh damn all right. I didn't know there was wow but but I think what many people don't understand is that you can be an excellent professional league player right let's say taking for example MLS phenomenal banging goals left and right in MLS. But then when you play international, the game's faster. Your your spacing matters more. Your, the intensity of the passing that you receive and the passes that you 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 have to give. Everything is up a notch. And some of the, the best finishers or, or players in Major League Soccer doesn't it doesn't translate well to the international game because of the level of the first touch, the the speed of play, it's too much for some of those players that have done so well. And people are like, why? Why doesn't he play with the national team, or or why isn't he having success? It's because that that next step is is too great for them. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 who were we talking to about this? About just like the difference in the international game? Because sometimes it feels like the the international matches can feel a little bit more chaotic. You know, you're not with like your club team. You're right. not being close. Same system. You're not the same yeah. system. So sometimes it's just like heart and vibes. And if like if you yeah. like uh, how much. What what the what's the percentage of like how much can you tactically sort of prepare and and play and implement like a plan versus like you just got to be you got to have more heart than the other guy. Well, in a lot of cases, the coach just has to put the best group that has the right chemistry, right? So it's not so much a system and tactics, and you got to move here. Everyone is is starting with their club team. They're all top professionals to begin with. You're not teaching them anything new. Yeah. This is bringing guys in and saying, all right, what's the best team that I can put together? The best 11, not, all right, start here, start here, start here, start here, because that doesn't work. Because everyone's playing with heart and pride You're for your country. So when you talk about, all right, this team is just giving it all, everything they have, guts and, and, and pride and heart. So the, the teams that do better is giving that and the sauce. Right. Wow. Right? So... In terms of the national team, you know, you looked at Bruce Arena's early days at 02, um, Bob Bradley's best days. It was all about the vibes. Put in t you have to have some hard workers in there who maybe aren't the most skilled players, but get the job done. No matter if you're defending in a low block, you're pressing, no matter what the game asks, they can adjust because that's what the international game is. You got to be able to adjust on the fly. You can't play one style. Because right. that's not going to fit. Playing against Ghana or Nigeria or Cameroon or Senegal versus Italy, Spain, Holland versus um, Brazil, Argentina, you're going to be playing different styles. Some games are going to be on the front foot. Some games are going to be on the back foot. Some time, games are going to be looking to counter all the time. Some, some games against Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, Honduras, you'll have large possessions at home, but maybe on the road, oh, it's a little bit more difficult. Maybe yeah. we have to sit in a mid-block. So having those players to adjust and finding the right chemistry, that that's hard work because it's all about managing egos at the national team. Everyone's got an ego. You're called in the national you're team. You're the good. best player. Yeah, yeah you're all really only, good. You're yeah, like yeah. the best American. So mm -hmm. what coach can can harness those egos and coach each player to the mo best of their potential, right? Because 
You can't coach all of them the same way. Okay. So well. what's one change Coach Charlie Davies <laughs> makes for the U.S. system? In terms of anything. He hires Greg Berhalter for a third cycle. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> Fire him to rehire him. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do we what do we got to do to get the next, to take the next step? Well, right now we're missing, you know, we get to that knockout stage in the World Cup and then we're losing in that. We've lost to Germany in the quarterfinals, but we're losing in that knockout round game. And, you know, against Holland, for instance, the Netherlands, when we, we lost, Christian Pulisic has an amazing opening opportunity. And we know he's not 100% healthy, but he should a player yeah. of his quality has got yeah. to finish in that instance. Wondolowski previous to him. Get the right. opportunity. So when I look at that, the game plan for that match was good if they score that goal. But then you didn't realize that, okay, they're just playing counter. They're inviting us in to create some more space for them so that Memphis Depay can get down and mm -hmm. pick his head up, phone Cody, find Cody Gakpo, and, and just break into our, into our defensive third. So at this point, I think we do have the players. We've proven that we have the players to get over the hump. So when I see these, some of these analysts go, oh, this guy's playing in Champions League, and this guy, so what? When we were in the quarterfinals of the O2 World Cup, could, could, you, could you say our team would ever imagine getting to a World Cup semifinal? And we were that close to, to beating Germany. VAR is there. We probably, we probably do go yeah, through, yeah. right? So, and then in 2010, in 2010, 2009, we get to the Confederations Cup final. No one ever saw us getting out of that group, one. Two, beating Spain, who were the eventual World Cup winners. And then 2010, getting out of the group with England and mm -hmm. finished top of the group and losing to Ghana. And Ghana should have beat Uruguay. So... If you put everything in together, we have a healthy team that 2010, we get to a semifinals, right? Mm -hmm. We're not that far off. We have the talent. Now it's about just managing that talent properly, putting them in the right systems, adjusting in-game management is huge. And then just player selection, calling up the right players. But I don't think we're that far off from getting to a World Cup semifinals. So in 2026, I can see that happening for us. I don't see why we couldn't get there. But Copa America is going to be... The a, a big test. So what would I change right now? I wouldn't change anything right now because it's kind of a wait and see. But come Copa America, I'll, I'll have something. Okay. okay. I'll have something after <laughs> okay. that. The, the, uh, another thing that's interesting now, especially uh, doing the show uh, Kicking It on, mm -hmm. on, on CBS, is there's, there's an exciting time, I think, and maybe a, a lot of fans are interested, interested in it now, but just about the history, like you having Landon Donovan on uh, and, and uh, you know, sharing your stories with, uh, alongside with Clint and, and everybody. There's like, like we don't get to hear about a lot of the stories of, of how, we've, how we've gotten here. All, all the stories about, you know, I, I didn't think that Clint and Landon didn't like each other. Or you were didn't the only really one. Really? Yeah, you were the only one. Is that was it like a common? Maybe look, this is me as just like a fan watching uh, uh, when I was younger. From a fan perspective, it seemed like the team was sometimes both, but you felt like there's some Clint guys and there's some Landing guys. Okay. Well, you can, you can always read between the lines, even now, right? Social media makes it that much more prevalent because, you know, back in the day, I think Twitter just started in 2010, maybe. Um, you know, Instagram. So. Charlie's wearing two polos. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got could, frosted tips, Charlie. You can see off, <laughs> off the pitch, right? So off the pitch, who who are hanging out? Who who are the groups? You know, you could see who are the who are the buddy buddies. What's the what are the clicks like? But 
even in terms of goal scoring, who's celebrating with who? And in, in the kick in the episode, Clint's like, hey, you guys saw I went to celebrate with him. Yeah. That's one time. He's like, I, I gave you one. <laughs> Who's ta- to say we're, we're not talking, besties? We're, ta- yeah. we're talking 50 plus goals. Yeah, we're, we're practically related and he's like, at this I, point. Hey. I can't do that one time. You remember? And he's like, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, he's like, can't say, <laughs> yeah. can't say I'm a bad friend now. So at, at that point, you know, that gives you a glimpse of, yeah, there's there's competition. But how there's, much of it is, what's the percentage? Mm-hmm. 50% being wild competitive and 50% egos? Or is it or a personality clash? I'll say that instead of egos. Mm-hmm. Or is it a little bit more, not specifically to them, but when you're playing with someone that you might not get along with? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it could be a number of reasons. It could be you're on rival teams and you, you didn't like each other from that get-go right. and you carry that history with you into the national team setup. But I think what's great about the national team is typically it's seen as a brotherhood. So you're coming in, you're supposed to be all boys, but that's never the case because you're right. always going to have groups. Um, you know, I think when when I was on the U.S. men's national team, I tried to hang out with all the different groups, and there was probably like three different groups. And Stu Holden was the same way. Like we could we could just be in any group and be cool. But there were groups, and you know the idea was, hey, we all are working together to to try and win something. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be best friends off the pitch. Right, just play for each other. What was the, right. cool, what was the cool lunch table? Yeah, who was the cool lunch table? I mean, the cool lunch table, there there were... He's going to put himself in this group. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I sat with everybody, so there there wasn't like yeah. a... Yeah, I, I literally would try and sit with everybody, literally. Because um, at breakfast, it's whoever gets there first. I was a big breakfast guy. I was the guy that would get... Um, and everyone would, would crush me for this because I would get massive breakfast. Like, do the waffles... With the with the eggs, uh, scrambled eggs with a bagel, and I try and take a bite of all three at once with home fries. <laughs> Make little sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, "Yo, what? What is going <laughs> on with you?" Uh, <laughs> you have bagels falling out of your mouth. No, but uh, yeah, Clinton and Lennon never really hung out, so that's how you knew they weren't tight. But yeah. who was the coolest group? Everyone was cool. Well, ah. that was what was unique about. That team, like everybody was cool. I mean, we 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 felt like a family. Yeah. Like I was excited. Anytime I got an email to go to the national team camp, I was like, let's go. Yeah, you know, boys. like you were because you yeah, were excited yeah. to see your boys. It Who felt was the like DJ. I was a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. See that. yeah. The uh I mean, what were what were what were some of the bangers at the time? What are the what are the hits that you were in, in the locker room? I'm trying to think. Genuine's uh, pony. <laughs> Put that one up. Oh, the hits no. are right. I, I try to do a mix with house and hip hop. Okay, to appease yeah, some of the other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Very diverse. Yeah. You know? Anyone try to put country music? You're like, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, I that. said, no, you gotta stop that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we don't do that right here. <laughs> We're not getting hyped for the yeah, country you music. You heard brotherhood. We're gonna keep the brotherhood. I knew part. I was doing a good job when I saw less and less guys with the headphones on. In the okay. locker room. Oh, that's yeah. what I, so that's they're, they're I said. Okay, I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in, just in general, and I, I like having these conversations because I think we've been seeing it for in the, the podcast uh, uh, scene, especially out of England. We we get to hear about, you know, stories from 20, 30 years ago. And, and a lot of the players have their own podcasts and stuff like that. And I think. You're hearing wild stories. Like, yeah, so real Ferdinand shagging my wife. Like, <laughs> like, what the hell's going wild. on? <laughs> real, what a wild guy, real <laughs> what, what a mensch. <laughs> 
This guy, <laughs> he's a real teammate. So what I, I and that's what I. I don't know if that's true. I'm just using that as an example. What extent. I appreciate about kicking it and what what you guys are doing, and and I hope you just do more and more of it. Is I I love the drama. I love the messiness yeah. of it because we we oh, don't. They're aware. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's part of the show. Yeah. The the whole idea was, let's be vulnerable, and and share things that we haven't shared before, or let's bring to light things that you know, I think other people, we ourselves would find interesting, but other people would find interesting. So that, that's probably been the best thing. I mean, the first recording with Thierry, which was a surprise, there's no, there's no script to these shows, yeah, yeah. right? Sometimes we're like, what the hell are we going to talk about today? Yeah, we know we the whole no first idea. segment was him talking about Christian Ballista. I'm like, <laughs> right. no offense, I don't care what his thoughts on Christian Ballista. So we were kind of like, where's like, this going? You know? this I want to um, talk to Thierry about the area. And then, and then it went, whoop. And then, you know, it just kept getting deeper and deeper. And one of the things that Thierry loves is to have those deep, meaningful conversations. If you're not real, he doesn't have time for that. Yeah. Like, he wants real conversations that you can learn Write and grow from. Real conversations. <laughs> real conversations, all right. Okay. So, <laughs> real conversations. <laughs> I mean, given, you know, our show is also scripted. This is yeah, scripted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We plan all the dumb stuff. <laughs> Next time I see Thierry, I'll be like, so the first time I... Uh... <laughs> but, like, for instance, the landing conversation. I didn't know that about Landon. I didn't know he, he didn't like to be, or it was too much for him to be around us in training and games. And when we invited him out for dinner or drinks, like he was like, no, I'm not doing it. And that's why he wasn't out yeah. with us after games because he was like, I'm exhausted. One, he's probably being a better professional, but two, it was, I'm too tired mentally. Like I need to be alone. That's where I feel comfortable. That is a topic that's, big now is like i never understood this about people the idea of a social battery mine's just i'm like you i'm like the more i'm out the better and yeah. more, more fun i'm having the more alive i feel the more i'm conversing with people but there's people who are like uh too much i need to go home now and be by myself and i'm like what <laughs> oh, yeah man. that that let's go out until the I, sun I can't up. understand that no it's it's because my, my, my whole my life was hey i want to be out the house yeah yeah, yeah i'm not same. trying to be in the apartment my tiny apartment like yeah. i want to be out Damn, I, I don't. I don't understand that theory of like I need to go home and like a, a, a disattach or whatever. I was, I was, I was home organizing my baseball card collection. Oh, Dungeons okay. and Dragons <laughs> game. Bro. Oh shit! I had, I had basketball cards. I had like, baseball hey, cards. Do you still have them? I still do. And I had uh, Marvel cards. So all are they mint? Marvel. They are. Well, they're like in the sheets and in, in the little the nine page sheets and the plastic. It's like, hey, Wolverine. One day I'm gonna. So bang what's your a best girl. card? <laughs> Probably, uh, I have a. A gold, it's like literally gold plated. Um, I forgot from what year. It might be like ninety three or ninety four of of Shaquille O'Neal, and I have another like gold plated like Kobe uh, card. Uh, so I don't know how much they're worth. I should probably look into it. But you probably should. Yeah, yeah. But this is because you're just about to get robbed. But I just, <laughs> yeah. but Real I just, quick, give us your address. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just started collect, collecting cards. Uh, for my kids. Oh, God. What, like soccer cards? Yeah. All right. So, like, you know, Messi cards, uh, Erling Holland rookie cards, things like a lot, that. A lot of Charlie Davies some cards. Some Tyrion. <laughs> yeah. Some couple of the stanky legs. Yeah. So, they, they had their dad's cards. Um, but, yeah, just getting them in the game, and they love it. Okay. Yeah. It's been a, uh, like, like I, but in general, yeah, I really, really love the, um, they, they, we need more. American soccer historians, right? And we have journalists and we have a lot of that, but the players have gone through such specific mm -hmm. moments and challenges uh, that we don't really like get to hear enough about. And, and just like even the, the, the disagreements, not liking each other, uh, 
American soccer just needs more and more of that so so that people can have something to connect to and and see where what the foundation was mm -hmm. to get to where we are now. And, and, that, and that's the thing. I think when I didn't have anyone to talk to when I was coming through the, the youth national team ranks, it's because it, they weren't really all that available. I mean, look at the technology. But I feel like all those old heads now, we're talking Marcelo Balboa, John Harks, yeah. um, uh, Kobe Jones, Desmond Armstrong, like I have a better relationship with them now and I can connect with them now. And, and I feel like they're always willing to help you. And, and you're like, damn, I wish I knew this back when I was <laughs> Yeah, playing. why don't you tell me this back then? <laughs> yeah. uh, Tony Miola, like all these guys who I had watched and looked up to, never had contact with, but now post-playing career and now we're in media, you know, you're, you're tasked with like reaching out to these guys and talking to these guys and you come across them at different events. And I'm like, yo, you guys are cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and they've been really helpful to me. So um, I got nothing respect. And I feel like the the player pool of former U.S. men's national team players is just getting stronger because there was always that feeling that they resented everyone for the league, how it came. They didn't get that. They weren't getting paid like everyone is now. Right. And, you know, they felt like they were getting um, not respected in terms of paving the way. Um, but I, I after meeting them and talking to them, I don't feel that's the case. So, um, yeah, respect to to all the guys that have uh, I've connected with and, and have reached out, and now we're we're tight. No, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we comedy is pretty similar. Like once you get past in a club, like some of the bigger names that work that club, you'll get different advice than you would if you were just like, hey, I'm a comic, I'm starting out because there's a million comics. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You get very general advice, but if you have like a problem, like, oh, I got this thing, my age, and blah blah blah. There's bigger comics that will be like like a Roy Wood Jr. for right, example. Yeah. Well, well, they they see the work that you've put in. Right? Yeah, once you've earned enough respect, because there's no like national team for comedians. That would be hilarious. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> that <start> <laughs> who who would be the best eleven? Oh, oh man, this is gonna be a tough. We'll give you a five because uh, to come up with eleven names might be like, tough. Like alive people right now, or working just... right now. Who would be the yeah. best five aside for a comedian? Like top level. Best five aside right I mean, now. Chappelle's on there. Chappelle got to be on. I was gonna upset some people. Is Kevin Hart on there? Yeah. Uh, maybe no, maybe for know. doing content. Uh, <laughs> no, Chappelle. Stand up. We're talking about just straight up stand up. Yeah. Chappelle, right now. Burr, Roy Wood Jr. Is Martin Lawrence on there? Martin Lawrence. He's, he's, not, not, doing doing he's not doing stand up. If he uh, was? No. No. Because he's I mean, not at that same level that he was back then. He'd have to like be doing it a lot because he he's one of my idols. He's one of the reasons why I do stand up. But no, nah, he's not at that level anymore. So, okay. Burr, Chappelle, Roy Wood Jr., I like John Mulaney, but I don't know if he... I could say Mulaney. All right, Mulaney, I wouldn't put him in my five, but I would say, okay, Mulaney, and we need one. Who's like a wild... Oh, uh, Cat Williams. No, I'm, oh, you got to put a I'm, wild boy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, right now, no, I would not say Cat. But really? Yeah. Who would you put? Is he past it? But it just with stand-up, this is the problem with... Uh, look, and, and this is why Kevin Hart is not on the list, is because Kevin Hart's... First, like stand-up special was just literally—I uh, forgot the name of it—but it was just unbelievable, just yeah. a classic, and people still quote it to this day. But he became so famous that they comics start to become like I don't even recognize your life. I don't even know. And Kevin Hart has managed to still seem very, very relatable given how famous and wealthy he is. But there's something about stand-up when somebody is just so, so successful. You're just like, I don't know how to relate to you, really. Like, you are you are part of 
the 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 group of, of of society that you used to make fun of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you are like, let's say you're like one of the kings, and it's difficult to like relate. So that's why with Kevin Hart, I find almost everything else he does funny except his stand up. It's like hard. You to lose you lose touch with the audience uh. when you get too big. I mean, look, that's my goal. <laughs> I can't wait lose, to lose touch with all of y'all. I, yes, mean, I don't even know who you are. Alexis is, Alexis is too big in a different way. Uh, <laughs> I, start, I start with the waist, and then... I mean, so I, I asked Nico this question, What's and you could be brutally honest. You know me. I don't get offended. Uh, what's one perception you had of me that's different, that I've... That's different. What's a, when you first met me that you're like, nah, all right, that was not what I thought. It could be positive or negative. I don't care. Um, I didn't really have... Uh, no, Damn, I wasn't. Like, I wasn't I even know vote you. Vote for Charlie. Dude. <laughs> Cut the shit. No, but I'm not 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 one to judge. So I not wanna, even judge. Just yeah. one thing, like oh, it's gonna be like this, and now all right, it's different than what I thought. Uh, you're much more sensitive than than I thought. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. Yo. Is that okay? <laughs> Is this because of the grimace thing? No, no. I just, oh. I just, I I know you're a sensitive person. I don't think I'm that sensitive. You are sensitive. Charlie Davies just said sensitive. it, bro. It's fact. But, um, I don't think I'm sensitive. <laughs> the only people who've said I'm sensitive is you and our producer. So I know you guys have had that conversation. No, no. And now we'll never fucking forget it. <laughs> no. Um, you're 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 just a you're a, a great person. Oh, you don't no, have for to real. do it. You don't have to go. That no, way, like honestly. Because, you know, you don't know people until you know them or yeah, until you're around them. And, and we're five and, days a week, yeah. bro. Um, or four for you. It's got a good good agent. <laughs> I, I I also respect how you are putting in the work to know the game. Okay. So I I've seen you grow just a short amount of time. Just your knowledge of the game and how you see it. Like you ask questions. So I feel that you know I knew comedy was your number one priority, and you love but you love the game. But now if someone didn't know you, they wouldn't be able to tell tell that. Okay. So Word. Yeah. I, you didn't have to go sentimental, but thank you for saying no, that. No, but yeah. Very cool. No, yeah. And as far as the sensitivity, Alexis is sensitive. Not sensitive like soft, like weak, but sensitive. Yes. Yeah. I'm uh, not saying you're soft, I'm, weak. Yeah, but you yeah. Are well, that's sensitive. how I took it because I'm very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, they were the, <laughs> they were these uh, grimace. Um, what's the the shoes that people wear that? They're, they're like soft, spongy with the Crocs. holes in Crocs. Yeah. Grimace Crocs are coming out. Okay. And I was like, should I get them like for a <laughs> The gift? reason I brought that up is like, I was like, bro, y'all just going to call me Grimace? Have a bit. Right, right. You can't just be like, yo, you look like this purple orb. Well, it's because you were <laughs> wearing you. a purple sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, but you got to have who, a bit who's, with it. Who's, who did that in the first place? I think it was Ivis. It was Ivis, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was Ivis. But I'm like, bro, you got to have a bit. You can't just be like, like when you look like the dude when you were wearing the jacket and we're like, I can't just be like, look at Top Gun. <laughs> right. I was like, yo, like when your boy got shot down, Goose, you reference it. You yeah. don't just say yeah, the thing. Yeah, Alexis, they're not professional stand-up yeah. comedians on saying. the staff. Do you ever see me kick a ball on this show? <laughs> There's a reason you stay in your own lane. I'm just saying. I'm going to say it did hit, though. When they yep, so you laughed. Because <laughs> you laughed. Because he threw out the grimace in the purple, kicking yeah. it back, and you were all like the the producer is no longer there. One of the producers. I never know what they're doing. Got, <laughs> got five for this. I made sure <laughs> what the, 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 no, 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 director. There. The director. I can't remember her name. She's no longer on the show. But it's not because of this. She got a different job. Remember she got us the keychains and all that? I can't remember her name. You used to hug her every morning. She was great. <laughs> cool glasses. 
She was the director. <laughs> I got all this that. just to say a name that no one else is going to know. I'm like, who are you guys? talking She's about? She's no longer there. Remember, she got us all the cards on her last day. Anyway. She was super cool. Anyway, long story short, she said in my ear, I'm in Istanbul. And she goes, could you raise your one hand and your left <laughs> leg? And I go, no. Because now I know I'm being buried. And they show the photo. And Grim is, is like this. I was like, bro, if I would have done that, I would have been a wild pissed. <laughs> She literally said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my ear. She goes, could oh, you man. lift your right hand and lift your left leg? And I was like, no. <laughs> I knew in that moment I'm getting buried in this next segment. I knew All right. It. Well, it just it sounds like, uh, you know, a rant from a yeah. very sensitive person. Right? <laughs> I'm not sensitive. <laughs> and if you keep bringing it up, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should have made fun of me in a different way yeah, than you were yeah. making fun of me. Be clever. Yo, Charlie's gotten me sometimes where it's hilarious. The goalkeeper... That There's been good. some good ones, that but good that one. one was like, yo, y'all not even trying. Oh, there was another fan doing a, the jersey, footy kit Friday. He came in. I was like, is that you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that one. was like yeah. big with a beard, Charlie. <laughs> 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 it's funny enough. <laughs> Keep but, it up. With the fade. They got to have the front, yeah, proper gotta, fade. Yeah, All you right. Know, <laughs> you give me a wolfed out dude. Nah. Charlie, thank you so much for hanging out Wait, with us, it's man. it's over? It's over, yeah. bro. What? <laughs> Yo, you've been on for almost two hours. Yeah. Oh, it stopped recording. It stopped recording because it ran out of what? space. Oh, man. <laughs> Yo, so, that didn't feel like... That felt like 30 minutes, bro. I Go mean, ahead. look, this is, uh, you know, this is why we're good at what we do, bro. Yeah, baby. All right. Uh, add a couple more laughs to kicking it. And uh, the, it'll go by a little quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if y'all don't cry the whole episode. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of sensitive. Yeah, um, no, uh, real quick, I just want to make sure I mention this because this uh, Wednesday, uh, November 15th, uh, I'm going to be uh, hosting the benefit for South Bronx United, uh, the 13th annual benefit. Uh, you can go to CelebrateSBU.com if you want to get tickets. There are a couple tickets uh, left. Midge Purse uh, will also be joining yeah. me on this is huge. This is a very important organization. They're not just a, an academy. They're not just a club. They they were food pantries for people in the Bronx who didn't have money to buy food. They are yeah, really they, about the com community. This is a huge. They huge do a lot for uh, a lot of kids in uh, in the Bronx. It's a really really awesome organization. I'm excited to be a part of it. So um, yeah, Wednesday, November fifteenth, uh, come through if you are in the New York area. The the event is happening uh, in uh, in Manhattan somewhere in Midtown Loft. So uh, so come through, get tickets at celebratesbu.com. All right, uh, uh, Charlie. Yo, seriously. Yo, respect. Thank uh, you for having me on. Wild honor, man. Thank you. You you live very far away from here, so to come to the studio <laughs> means a I lot. I did have to drive him. Yeah. I did have to drive <laughs> okay. him. Uh, but no, make sure everybody make sure you go follow uh, Charlie Davies uh, at uh, at Charlie Davies. Can we get a new photo for you so there's not just a random black hand on your shoulder that we can't see who it's <laughs> attached to? Yeah, I don't even know. Where <laughs> <it is. laughs> uh, but you can watch. I think uh, that's Mo's hand. <laughs> you yeah. can watch Charlie every morning alongside Alexis on Morning Footy, uh, Paramount Plus, Golasso <laughs> Network, the whole thing, uh, and on Kicking It. You have t uh, twenty-two shows. You're the most. Uh, uh, you're. The, I think you're the 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 former the uh, former athlete with the most just jobs right now. You got all the you work. and Shaq. You got <laughs> you got all the soccer work, bro. I love to work. I okay. love to work. And I also knew that coming into this space, post-playing career, you start over. And the only way to make it to the top is by putting in the work, just like I was as a young kid. It's like take on as much as you can, um, be dedicated and, and grounded, and 
then you know who knows where you'll end up. So it's uh, it's inspiring, bro. I mean, not, not only you've done uh, a lot of stuff for the game, you've gone through a lot of very difficult times in your life, and you you know we, you, you've spoken a, a, a about them uh, a lot. But it's add yeah. another one because he works with me. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <the> biggest, <laughs> I mean the the final chapter in a leg in in, uh, in Charlie's. In Charlie's like, Charlie, ain't I been through enough, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have this guy next to me. <laughs> but, but Charlie, seriously, an absolute honor, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, man. All right, Appreciate cheers. it. Love you guys.